today I'm from Ada Ziggy. Dollar Days! Welcome to From A to Ziggy, the podcast where we discuss every David Bowie song. I'm going to do that over. That's been a while. Like, derp, 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 derp. <laughs> Welcome to From A to Ziggy, the only podcast where we listen to every single David Bowie song in alphabetical order. My name is Travis. My name is Thomas. And today we're talking about Dollar Days, uh, which, despite that breezy intro, is a not remotely breezy thing. This comes from Black Star, the least breezy album. What do you mean by breezy exactly? You know, upbeat. Yeah. Holidays. I think this is a pretty breezy really? number. It's pretty upbeat. Upbeat, I guess. Oh, I see. Maybe with this album, my problem is it's always context. Yeah. Um, I guess we're just gonna dive right in. So this song kind of feels like uh, the final acceptance. Yeah. Of like, this is it, man. I agree. Yeah. It's 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 the penultimate song on the album. And it's, uh, I don't want to say resignation, but uh, acceptance. Acceptance Acceptance is a good positive spin on that whole thing. Yeah. Glass half full version of that. I mean, he seems pretty zen about it. Yeah, he's he's sort of accepting, uh, you know, if I never see the English evergreens I'm running to, you know, you're always chasing after this thing, but, you know, you might not actually get there, but you've still got, got that goal, that ambition. And you don't give it up even if you don't expect to actually get there. Um, gosh, it is a little sad. It is. But it's still upbeat. It's still got that positive spin on it. Yeah, it's, um, it's acceptance. And what lyrics? I love these lyrics. They're kind of obscure and kind of odd, but they give, they seem to give the, the sense. It's more of a, it seems more like a subconscious sense of most of the things, except for the evergreens bit, you know. But a lot of it is kind of, uh, kind of oblique. Yeah. A little hard to decipher, which I love. Those are some of my favorite songs. Yeah. You know, face value is boring sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. We, uh, so Blackstar 2016. Yeah. Um, Fitting that we get to talk about something from Blackstar in one of the final shows of 2016. Mm. Because it is widely regarded as one of the best albums of 2016. It has gotten number one and number two spots in multiple magazine uh, reviews. Which? Year in reviews. Kind of funny when the year in music kind of peaks in the first month. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm led to believe that maybe there was some good, some other good music in 2016, but this album was a wrecking ball. Like it's even if if none of the sad things that happened after its release had happened, this would still be a, just an excellent album. And I listened to it front to back for the first time in months the mm. other day because when I did listen to it, it was like right after David Bowie died, and it was like yeah. a super heavy listen. I was like, I don't know if I can really like. This isn't a very fun record to listen to. But then I went back and listened to it again, and it, it is... I don't want to say it's a breezy fun record. It's a less intense record after the more you listen to it. Mm-hmm. This song, not so much included, I don't think. Although, even this was a little less dark than I remembered it. Mm-hmm. But it's a, yeah, it's a great album. It's less complex the more you listen to it, too. Like, it felt like a little bit more... Um, when I first listened to it, kind of like concept jazz, where like things are like the beats are like you know the timing's weird on the yeah. on, on the music and everything, and just kind of like hard to digest. But then more you listen to it, it does kind of like feel more like a pop record. Yeah, the more you listen to yeah, it, yeah, it's it's a jazz band playing rock music. Yeah. yeah, one of the cool things about the about the band is uh, the drummer, and I'm oh Mark Juliana. He sort of he's he's got this whole concept of. Uh, Taking an actual, a real drum set, an acoustic drum set, and making it sound electronic. There was a video I watched a little while ago of him, and he was showing how to like 
alter the the drum head and make it sound like a drum machine instead of uh, a real drum. And then like altering the cymbals, putting extra stuff on the cymbals that rattles and making it sound more like, you know, synthesized or like sampled kind of thing. And again, not to be too like, oh, you kids get off my lawn, but why is that? I mean, it's cool that he's able to do that. And it does work, you know, within the context of some of the songs on here. But I'll never understand why, like, and just in music in general, there's been like this push back against natural drum sounds. Cause, you know, it was kind of that way in the 80s when New Wave was happening. And then once the 90s rolled around, there's kind of more this like return to the, the roots of rock and roll music where you're getting just drummers. <laughs> and now like we're kind of getting back into that, like it, everything needs to be synthesized and drums. It's so like I almost find myself liking a song immediately more than I should just because I hear what sounds like actual drums and guitars and instruments. Yeah. Not to say I won't listen to anything with synthesizers in it. Like a couple years ago, I got really into Passion Pit when they put out uh, their second album. Like I, I, I do enjoy some some synth wave and things like that, but like, yeah. God damn it, I love a good drum set. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think I think it's it's partly I think it's probably conceptual. Just like this is an interesting thing that you can do. Yeah. It's looking for new sounds, and then it's taking. That the drum machine sound, which you know, some people like. I quite like the drum machine sound, like the the, the Casio bossa nova. Uh, I guess it's a Roland bossa nova thing with the. Yeah. I think it's the seven oh seven with the the crazy uh, hi hats. But taking that sound, and you know, if you play it with a drum machine, it, it tends to lose its soul. Having a real drummer there to produce the similar sounds, yeah, and give it that soul, gives it a little extra, you know. Je ne sais quoi. Well, I guess it's not a je ne sais quoi because I just said it's. So. <laughs> um, I do find myself being kind of relieved when I, um, if there's a song I like that's got more like drum machine sounds to it, if I pull up a live version and there actually is a drummer there where they have like the, the pads set up next to the drum set and you can see they're actually, it's like a mix of playing like the actual cymbals or whatever on the drum set and mostly just using the pads to fill in other samples and yeah. that like synthetic snare sound. I do feel like a little bit better about listening to it, knowing that there's actual drummer doing some work. I just don't want to put drummers out of work. Right. Yeah. At the end of the day, like if, if a band I like puts out something that's got a lot of like synthesized drums to it, I'm like, why you, you have a drummer? Why are you wasting your drummer? Uh, interesting thing about this song in the final verse or the final chorus, you hear in the, it's it's a little bit low. You can kind of, but you sort of have to listen to it. You don't have to strain, but it's in there. The dirgy chorus from Black Star kind of returns. It's very similar. I don't know if it's musically the same, but it's the same kind of sound. It's Bowie or whoever doing the background vocals in a sort of low kind of sound. Yeah, um, which is interesting to bring that back into the sound of the album. Yeah. Don't know what it means. Some, sometimes artists just like to make an album come a little bit more full circle. Yeah. Um, it's a good it's trick. Couple, yeah. Bookend. There's, uh, there's a couple of bands I listen to now that do do a lot of that, too. Um, and yeah, you want to have some unity to the sound of it. Yeah. That's nice. And Bo is very much that kind of artist who makes an album sound like a whole. It's, yeah, it's the lost art of the full album. Anything else about Dollar Days? Um, I like in the, in the end, how, you know, it's... Fun with some homophones. phones. Mm. Um, but I'm I'm trying to. I'm dying to. Mm. Um, when you listen to it, you you know it sounds like I'm dying to do this. I'm trying to do this, but it's um, 
it, it's almost like he's explaining the record to you. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to make this record, but at the same time, I'm dying. I'm dying, too. I'm trying to, but I'm dying, too. It's a neat little... Uh, oh, your, uh, your lyrics transcription even has T-O-O after yeah. dying. Trying to T-O, but dying T-O-O. Yeah. Proper grammar on the internet alert. Well, I mean, I think it's, I think that's reading into it a little bit. I, after the day after he, something happened on the day he died, the whole album sort of changed with that context. It really did. And um, you go back and listen to it and it's got that eerie quality. It becomes more uncomfortable to listen to, like you were saying. But I think to read it straightforward, I don't think he was really expecting to die right after the album comes out. It's, he was just sort of um, I, th- I think it's, I, I read it as just straightforward. I think that's exactly, exactly how it sounds is, is exactly what he meant. Yes, he was dying too. Yeah, but. I feel like it's just the, it's something we had touched on in the past, like just how profoundly Bowie it is to like, to, if, if how I'm interpreting it is how he intended it, it just feels like so profoundly like that showmanship yeah. of not telling anyone and just intending like, I'm going to put this album out. I'm thinking I'm, I'm probably going to die around this time. Let's do this. Laying it out. Laying yeah. it out. One last big grandiose performance. I mean, I want it to be like that. I want it to be. I think it was Tony Visconti said it, turning his death into a work of art. But yeah. I don't know that you can really expect that to, to have been the case. Because he, he's got death themes in a lot of his he does. other work, too. But to have this be one of the last tracks on the album, and, you know, again, with the whole, like, I'm trying to, I'm dying to. Yeah. And then have it fade into I can't give everything away. Yeah. That's a very it's, like, nice it's very like Yeah. I'm I'm shutting it down. This is what's happening. It definitely I agree with you that it seems to have that suggestion. But I think if you're gonna do if you're gonna do songs about death, you're gonna make it sound like you're dying. You know, you're gonna make do whatever tricks you can, fading the vocals around and, and linking songs thematically to uh, to make it about that. So I don't see anything totally eerie about it or, or I, I, I agree that the, you can make those associations and I like to, it's fun, but I don't think it was premeditated is all I'm saying. Agree to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you know, pulling, pulling themes together and tying it all up in a nice little bow and per- presenting it in a, a nice grand style is a very Bowie thing to do. Yeah. I agree with you there. Um, anything else about dollar days? It's also one night. It's it's like one last little go round for Bowie doing the whole like squeezing as many words as possible into a tight little space. Yeah, that's true. A lot of these lines run right off the page. Yeah, yeah, I like that. That's really cool. And you mentioned the uh, the fade into I can't give everything away. We, we'll probably talk about this on that episode. But the uh, the drums that that end this and segue into that one are the. Uh, is the drum machine pattern that Bowie did for his demo version of I Can't Give Everything Away. And then at the beginning of the next track, it starts off with Mark Juliana sort of imitating the drum machine sound. So you can hear a tiny difference in the way that they sound. The lead-in segue is more of a mechanical sound. I'm going to have to give that more of an earbuds listen. Every time I've listened to this album, it's been not through headphones. Yeah. I feel like that's the thing that I might appreciate more when I listen oh, to through headphones. This is an, a headphone album, for sure. Um, anything else about Dollar Days? Um, should we wrap it up? Uh, I feel like we should, but at the same time, like I feel like the second verse has a lot of things to pull apart. Mm. It's like, what does it all mean? Like I feel like this, th- like uh, 
There's got to be a larger message to the you know, about we bitches tear our magazines. These those oligarchs with foaming mouths come now and then. I'm assuming that that's kind of a. It almost feels like he's uh kind of thumbing his nose at the uh, at the press and almost rubbing it in that he's got this like secret that nobody knows about. Like nobody knew he had cancer until after mm. the fact. And I think it, a little bit of it is just kind of like kind of looking at the tabloids who kind of are foaming at the mouth over stories like this. Like what hmm. what entertainment magazine wouldn't have lost their mind breaking the story that David Bowie's dying and basically to tell them like, you guys didn't even get this. You're not going to know about this till after. I have, su- I have successfully spent the last like 15 years dodging you. And my last, my last act, I'm going to kind of rub your nose in it a little bit. Interesting. So more of that whole premeditated... Um, the secrets will be revealed on, on the day after. Yeah. Kind of thing. It's an interesting, interesting way to look at it. This, this album's going to be very fun to pick apart as we go along. Yeah. Um, but alas, we probably should uh, wrap it up. I got to go to my job a job. If you were to assign a rating to this song. Oh, man. It feels almost lazy to just, like, slap high ratings on all these songs, but, like... If it's a good song. It's a good song. It's an excellent song on an excellent album mm. that I regret not giving more attention to this year. I think it was, again, just the context in which I listened to it at first. Yeah. Um, it just felt really heavy and hard to just, like, sit down and listen to. But I feel like in the coming months, I'm going to find myself listening to it even more and more. Because, that yeah, the last time I listened to it, I was like, God damn it, this record is so much easier to listen to than I remember. Mm. Um... Still a little sad, still a little depressing, still con- kind of a complex record, but listen to it and you're like, man, I could really listen to that again right now. It's, it's... So, long story short, I'm going to give this um, four, four and a half dollars. Four dollars fifty, as they would say in England. Four dollars fifty. Four dollars and fifty pence. Yes. Um, to say nothing of the vice president-elect. Mm-hmm. Why did I have to bring that in? Um... I didn't. I'm going to cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> if only we can just just go back in rock band and edit all of these things out for the next four years. <laughs> As you choke <laughs> on the very notion. Yeah. I, uh, I was in the four or five territories uh, myself. I was, and I'm, I'm thinking four and a half is good. Four dollars and fifty cents. Because I really like the way this wraps up that album. It's really yeah. great. Thematically and musically. Um, just in, immediately, the first time I heard the song, it was just uh, the the pages turning, the gentle uh, intro, and then just I like any song that starts out gentle and then bum 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 and picks up because it's got that effect on you. You're sort of calm, and then yeah, all right, here I am. Yeah, uh, four and a half, four and a half dollars. Well, we are uh, we have done all we can for this for this episode. Um, for this week, I mean, I know we talked a lot about death. Yeah, we did talk a lot about death. We sure did, and I hope it didn't bring you down. That's, I mean, that's my that's my mandate always uh, to you, Travis. Is you know, you I don't know if you know this, but you can be <laughs> kind of a downer. So every time we start recording, I I have to remind you don't don't bring up politics, <laughs> don't bring up religion, don't bring me down. Just don't bring me down. So maybe we should just devote an entire episode to that idea. Why not? Next week, the episode we'll be talking, the song we'll be talking about is Don't Bring Me Down. Um, Until then, my name's Thomas. My name's Travis. Have a great weekend.
say that's true. They got 